For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. Much you can pay. And his partner, Fela Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. Uh, my name is Rob. Don't worry, I'm not doing that. Um, I'm Rob Florence, and Grado is not here this week, but producer John is in the room. Hello. Uh, how was feedback on my American accent last week? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, Rob, or so say Robert from Missouri. It kind of divided the audience. You know, it's one of those bookings that's kind of split the audience. Half of them love the booking, half of them hate it. Um, and this certainly split the audience for example dunks came in says petition for rab forms to do the american accent every week he was straight in off the bat james in comes in is, is rab going to talk like an american all episode no thanks it was fun to start with but if anything at least i got some work done so james giving up outrageous i know smiley faces rab's canadian accent spot on sticking at s4 drama has paid off for him right well um, missouri missouri is not in canada i would just like to say Yep, um, Brian says, following Hugh Laurie's transition from British comedy to US star with, uh, obviously, House, Rab will appear as Dr. Gaff, a Missouri-based doctor. Uh, on Showtime, a medical uh, dramedy, Gaff will be coming in spring 2020. That would be good, wouldn't it? I would love that. I would love to be in a procedural American drama, doing an American accent. Uh, I want to thank MacDow out there for saying it was hilarious and he wants Spanish this week. Uh, I'm nobody in that. Uh, you know, some people are getting touched saying they, they patched it. Cooper Van Cop says, Hope everything is okay with Rab. Although this guy, for, uh, Robert from Missouri, was very knowledgeable, would like to see him on again. Uh, you know what? I, I thought it was a, a great rib. That's just sums up the attitude era for me, John. It I was think a fantastic rib on the audience. My favorite part of it, obviously, we started at the start of the podcast. You kept mm-hmm. going with the mean grade of thought. He'll do the first section and he'll drop it. No, but you kept going and you kept going. I bet you stopped when the run-in started, I would stop. I thought you would, but you kept going. And my favourite part of the whole thing is when poor Gavin was on last week. Was it Gavin or Gareth? I can't remember. But he came on and then he he started trying to describe Emmerdale as days of her life set in Yorkshire, which which is my particular. Now, I think he got got back in touch with Grado, I think. And he, he actually messaged Grado saying... 
I thought that guy was actually Scottish and he, he took it in good spirit because he did realise you were Scottish, but then he kind of thought you might be American, so it kind of doubled down on your Americanism. It's that thing, it's good, it's a, it's a work in it, wrestling's a work. It's a work, baby, it's a work. It's a work, listen, did, it's a work. I have to you, uh, Ryan pointed out this, and this is in relation to your accent, he said that Mark Coppice, you know Mark Coppice from Point 182? Yeah, I do, I big hostel. Yeah, he, on... Coincidentally, he put out a tweet saying, "Been speaking to my wife using my best Hulk Hogan voice and calling her brother all day." And let me tell you, it isn't going so well. So he replied to Mark saying, "I know he's American already, so not as much of a challenge as Rabs, but using the Hogan voice all day has to be a tester for anyone." And he's saying that off. Hulk with Hogan said that. No, that was it. No, that was that was um, Ryan who pointed out the the, the tweet from Mark Coppice, and he replied to Mark Coppice. Uh, but yeah, right. doing the Hogan accent. Old. I mean, it must be tough. That and Savage must be the two toughest to, to, you know, constantly perform. But Hogan does it all day. Do you think he just generally just drops in brother in every sentence, Hogan? Ah, yeah, I think Hogan does it all day, and Macho Man spoke that all day. So if they can do it, anybody can do it. Well, when we had um, Larry um, Poffo on, on the podcast, he, like, had, we, he generally said, because we asked him the question, you know, did he speak like that to your mom? Did he speak like that to, to you like Aye. when when he wasn't working? And he said, yeah. He said as soon as he got that accent, that was him. As soon as he, he kind of got picked up the, the macho man accent, that was him from, from day one. That was it. He just kept it. He yeah, was just a yeah, method. Yeah. He was a method actor. Yeah. Um, and he did that. That's that's nice to hear. That's nice to hear. Pablo, by the way, says that the wrestling daft music just got played at Celtic Park again today. It's used in a JD Sports ad, is what the thing is. So it's like I said, I was right, John. Right. It's library music. It's the cheap library music that you've chosen for the show. <laughs> it's just been used by somebody else, and it's get played. So I would like to put a shout out, out there. Um, let me think. I, I want to try and find out if there's any wrestling fans out there who listen to Wrestling Daft, who are also in charge of the tannoy system at football clubs Ooh. i would like to make a request right i'm going to make a request only on this don't i don't want anybody to tweet out to anybody or anything like that i want it to be contained in this podcast so you can only hear it if you're listening to the podcast at a football ground please play if i could turn back time by share <laughs> right and if you do that then we'll know You've listened to the show that you're a fan of the show. You know, what I mean, if you if I could turn back time, which would be a brilliant thing to play at a football club. I it would. Know. It would be arousing. I mean, definitely be... Wraith Rovers should be playing it. <laughs> oh, see. oh, hey, hey, yeah. Get that wee topical joke in there. There we are now. Eh? That's how you yeah. construct that. That's how you construct a wee gag. Um, shouts out to it's me, it's me, it's P McD who sent us a betting slip said Lesnar to win the men's rumble after being screwed by Reigns in title match and Ronda to be a late entry to win the women's. Did he get that all right? He did. He sent us the betting slip. Check out the video. Here it is. I've got got it here. I've got got the the proof. I've got the receipts. So it's a single three quid he put on at 20 to 1 for Ronda Rousey to win the women's Royal Rumble. I mean, that's impressive. I mean, even that is impressive. I think in itself. There it is, 63 quid, 81 Decent. in total. 63 quid back for that bet. I still think it's fucking mental that you can bet on <laughs> WWE <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that, guy won, that guy won money 
own <laughs> a, a pre-scripted event. It, I mean, it must be easily fixable. If you have inside knowledge, I think there's limits. I think there's actual limits. You can't go... I think you can only bat, bet up to a certain amount, you know what I mean? I think it's like £10 limit or something like that. You can't go, like, I'll put a grand on that because that would be too suspicious and I think you could easily work it. I have to shout out to Billy Gaddy. Um, we did the watch along rap uh, for the Royal Rumble with oh, the patrons. Aye, aye. patrons. Good laugh. Shout out to Greg as well, who fell asleep and was just left sleeping on the screen. On the Zoom. On the Zoom as we watched the Royal Rumble. But Billy Gaddy came like a live correspondent. You know what? You get Sky check into the games and they go to games. Oh, Billy I, Gaddy, I, friend of the show, you'll remember him. He did the Family Guy stuff in earlier episodes. He basically was at walkabout and kept checking in. And he came in and said, right, everyone, all your money on Conor McGregor, all the money. Billy, I think, put 30 quid on Conor McGregor to win the Rumble. You're joking. No. Is this during the show? Was this after Rousey appeared? No, this was this was before. He said, right, all right. the money. And then he switched it. Then he thought, oh, well, that's not going to happen, I don't think, after the whole Reigns and uh, Brock thing. And then he came back on, like, he just kept dipping in and out the, the watch all, and then he came back on just before the men's rumble and said, right, all the money, Mysterio. Rey Mysterio's got to win it. So I think Billy's down a few bob out of the rumble. So, you know... It... Billy has to have a word with this guy. Billy has to have a word with, it's me, it's me, it's P. McD. He's the, he's the man who knows. You know when, what I mean? When it stops becoming fun, stop. Ans- that's, that's true. Answer me this, right? How does William Hill know Right, this is what I've always wanted to know. How does William Hill know that they get a phone call, right? Let's say William Hill gets a phone call on a Friday, right? And a guy's like that on the phone call. Uh, I wanna I wanna lay a bet. I wanna lay a bet um that uh, Brock Lesnar's gonna win the Royal Rumble. Um my name's Jack McGrawty from Canvas Lang, right? Yeah. How does William Hill know, right? When that guy I wanna stick on seven pounds. A seven-pound bet. How does William Hill know that that guy isn't Vince McMahon? <laughs> it's, it's I'm a, serious. I'm serious. It, how, do, how do they know that guy's no Vince McMahon? Because for all we know, Vince McMahon's loaded, right? In fact, Vin, Vince McMahon is, is more rich than, than he's ever been. His business is more successful than it's ever been. How do we know that Vince McMahon isn't just sitting the day before a fucking pay-per-view phoning around all the bookies? And I mean all the bookies in every country. You know, they always talk about he doesn't he barely sleeps and all that. They always talk about and people are going like that. What's going on with Vincent now? He's booking's mental and all that. What if that's why he's booking's mental is because he's sitting in his office phoning around all these fucking bookies in England, Wales, Ireland, like online at Paddy Power and all that, putting bets on who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Like, how do they know? It's a valid point. I mean, that's why the WWE share price is rocky and they're making more money than they ever have. Vince. What if Tony can? go into the wrestling business just so that he could put bets on at the bookies. It's <laughs> a valid point. I don't, I've never seen an AEW book, to be fair. I don't think I've seen a book on um, AEW. I think it's all I've ever seen WWE. Because here's the facts, right? I know Drew, right? Yeah. So me and Drew could easily get a wee racket together, Right where he feeds me the results, he feeds me what's going to happen, and I put on a bet, and we split the winnings, like, 40 quid each. Why would they not do that? And you might think to yourself, why would they jeopardise his massive contract to split 40 quid with me? 
each month at a pay-per-view. But th- that's no the my point is how do they know? They don't. They don't. I mean, surely no can, to me. for next for WrestleMania, surely we can get a wee put on a wee um, accumulator because that's where the money's at. You put on like you, we we saw with um, P McD's bet. That's where the money at. Put a wee accumulator on the, in WrestleMania. Surely we can get a wee insider. Gradle knows someone that can tell us. If if in the bookies they let you bet on the wrestling, how do we know the football's real? <laughs> I'm serious. How it's do we work, know the football's real? It's a work. The football. What? Do, so the old firm tonight? You think it'll be some sort of worked match then? Of course, it's a work. It's a work. Yeah. Celtic are going to win. It's a work. But it's a work. <laughs> you know what I mean? How, tell me. Explain this to me, right? See if it was real. How come ten in a row get stopped twice? <laughs> how, come Celtic, how come Celtic were dominating? Right? They were totally dominating, and then when it came to oh, here's the time to get ten in a row. Oh, turns out they're shite this year. Turns out they're shite this year. Oh, and then oh. Down the line, somebody else is going to nearly get ten in a row. It's like, well, we can't, we can't kill off that storyline. We can't let them get the ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this it's is a fucking bit, work. It's a what? It's a fucking. Um, talking of the football, our friend Grado, who's currently off the show because he's filming two doors down at the moment, is in a bit of a panic Diarrhea. because the Ardrossan and Saltcoats Herald have just posted up old firm viewing panic in North Ayrshire amid reports Sky Broadband is down. <laughs> so great. Oh dear. It's coming off. He's finishing on the set of Two Doors Down at 7 o'clock tonight. He's making a dart back to Ayrshire, back to Stevenson to watch the old firm, but it might end in tears for him. How do you watch this game? I'm seeing being serious here. I'm not being a wido. How do you, I have not watched a football game in so long. How would I watch that game? How are you believe, watching it? I believe it's on Sky Sports tonight. It's on Sky. I don't have Sky Sports. Oh, well, you've, you've had it then. you got one of those wee... Hooky, not even maybe in Absolutely of- not. Absolutely not. Okay. Jimmy yeah. in Germany has sent us a link to the trailer for Kevin Nash's new film, COVID 19 Invasion, <laughs> and just says the state of this. Listen, I'm not going to criticize this. Uh, I have seen this trailer before. <laughs> have you seen it? I listen, I follow by Kev on Instagram. Not I'm well across all his uh, business projects and his entertainment uh, projects. Uh, so here's, here's the, the storyline here is Rex, kept played by Kevin Nash. And his men aim to kill the homeless people living in a local deserted school, hoping it'll slow down an ultra deadly strand of COVID. Now outnumbered 100 to 1, Hap must save his little sister. Um, now, I've already watched this trailer. I would invite everybody out there to check it out. I, I'm pretty sure that this film wasn't about COVID. And they've they've retooled it to be about COVID post COVID. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Do you think it was some sort of like outbreak it was a deadly disease yeah i think it was i think it was just a generic virus and they've now kind of tailored it to be related to covid and called it covid19 invasion i think big kev is a really good actor by the way mm, yeah i do i think he's a really good actor i think he should be in mere stuff big kev big shout out to kevin actually a uh, big shout out to kevin nash who is getting some treatment just now for pain um i don't know if you've seen this uh, but he's been getting some uh, some therapy. He's been away getting some therapy to, to deal with some of his pain and some of his joints and stuff like that. So much love for the Wrestling Daft podcast to Big Kevin Nash. Stevie finishes his half here by saying he's really hyped for MJF versus CM Punk and Wednesday's Dynamite, as am I. That's my old firm, by the way. That's my fucking old firm, is that. <laughs> I know the match will have happened by the time the podcast is out, but can Rab and Grado give their opinions on how they think that match should be booked? 
Stevie believes that MJF should win and then bring Wardlow down to powerbomb the ever-loving shite out of Punk and pretty kill Chicago's darling in front of their very eyes. He'll heat central. How would you think, you sh- how would you book it, John? I think it's going to, well, I think it'll probably go the way of MJF, this is when the turn's going to happen, the Wardlow turn's going to happen. I, would, I was surprised it didn't happen in his own hometown last week, but this is when the turn's going to happen because it's been building, building, building to this. And I think it's in this match that happens. There'll be it'll go down to MGF's getting battered or whatever, or you get asked for a chair from Wardlow. Wardlow refuses to give it to him, and then it ha- the turn happens from there. I think, or maybe it's I'll be more intelligent than that. I'll be more intelligent than that. But this is where the turn's going to happen. Wardlow will turn on MGF, and um, CM Punk will win. Would you completely rule out MGF winning this clean? Do you know what? I wouldn't rule that would out. You, would you rule out CM Punk coming in and going, I want to drop one to MGF? No, I wouldn't actually. I, I actually wouldn't. I think, you know, putting if he's going to put him over in front of Chicago, imagine the heat. Imagine the heat MGF. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That I, I did. Do you know what? You're maybe right. You're maybe, maybe MGF goes out and wins clean and they, they save the world will turn for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks down the line. This is what's interesting about it, and this is why you know it's a good match and it's a good storyline that's been built, because literally either of the two things could happen. John, I think either of the two things could happen. And if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. <laughs> Now, every week we separate the American accents from the Scottish accents as we bury and put over stuff from the wrestling. And there's a lot to talk about uh, this week. Um, certainly what I need to talk about is the Royal Rumble, which is the worst Royal Rumble I've seen in a long time. It was terrible. Wasn't it? The Women's Rumble was good. I enjoyed the Women's I enjoyed Rumble. The, I did enjoy the Women's Rumble. Uh, I would like to have seen Melina in there for longer. Yeah. Um, try to think here what uh, what I'll bury and what I'll put over. Put over Melina coming, and I like that. Um, uh, it was after just a lot of weird stuff going on at that Royal Rumble. This is the thing; it was a weird one. It was weird. I'll tell you one of the weirdest things of that whole night: Sasha Banks getting punted out early, right? Yeah, and then that mad fucking advert for Sasha Banks. Did you notice this? I know. There was a long promo advert. Yeah, oh god, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it, wasn't it, was. it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't related to a show. It wasn't. Related well, it's like to Snoop anything. Dogg and everything was in it. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a big long promo about Sasha Banks. It was a weird and very very odd thing today. Um, what else did I like? One of my favourite bits of the Women's Rumble was uh, Nikki's attack on Molly Holly when she was coming down, which I thought was just a brilliant wee, a brilliant wee moment, a beautiful yeah, heel moment. Good. That Great attack. Good. It was really enjoyed that. Um, Lita coming out, I know is exciting for everybody, but whenever Lita walks out, nay harm me, but whenever Lita walks out, I just kind of remember to myself, she she's not good in the ring. She's just not good. She's not a good wrestler. So I can't say I'm excited about her wrestling at Elimination Chamber either, but I just, that was a bit odd. Um, anything else I want to put over Ronda I'm obviously delighted that Ronda Rousey was back I didn't think she was looking at full capacity yet yeah no, I think she was you know she seemed to be no um, fully charged let's say um, Charlotte Flair was great 
she's she's always great. I know everybody hates her and is annoyed at her and stuff like that and don't like her now, but I thought she's great. Uh, I really felt for uh, Becky and Drop in their match because the crowd was completely dead at that point. And I know there was a bit of a distraction happening in the crowd as well. I think there was a wee bit of an incident with Pyro and stuff, but you really they were really struggling to put that match out, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was a shame, I think, for them. Uh, but the the men's and, and the matches in terms of you know it's just a shame it's just there was so much bullshit going on in the in both the championship matches that it's just a pity uh, the the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins match was great I thought I thought it was good I thought it was really really good do you know what I thought was weird about the whole card as whole and we're discussing this in the watch along um, it was all very like you had Lesnar versus Lashley which was heel versus heel you had Raymond's, Reigns versus Rollins which was heel versus heel you had Lynch versus Dewdrop which was heel versus heel and you think I've never seen a card like that when there's been Aye. so many heel versus heel matches which was very very strange it's extremely confused at the minute the whole thing they did where they basically were kind of telling a story through the night to an extent with, with Brock Lesnar, doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work if it's the same story then, something like that. Obviously, you know, Survivor Series, um, Deadly Game Survivor Series, um, which is my favourite WWF pay-per-view, told that story of The Rock coming up and then becoming kind of corporate, you know, babyface rock and then a turn at the end of the night and realising everything was completely rigged for the rock to win. And it's a, you know, it's a beautiful storyline. But that works. I think stretching a storyline or a pay-per-view like that works when you're surprised by what happens. But it doesn't work so much when there's no surprise. The minute uh, the minute Brock lost that match, you were like, right, he's going to be in the Rumble. He's probably going to be in a, at number 30. He's probably going to win it. It's, that's just a fucking waste of a night. I think it's just crazy. It's just a waste of a night. Well, I don't. I didn't understand why they put Brock into the rumble. To, they, they obviously they had to set up for Reigns versus um, Lesnar at WrestleMania through the interference in that match. So why make him win the rumble? Why not have someone else win the rumble? Because they had to set up for that by just having that the, the Reigns coming down and causing the, the you know Lashley to win. Why then put? Why then get Lesnar to win the Rumble? I mean, reports say that Riddle was set to win the Rumble, which would have been brilliant. You know, it would have been great. What, uh, Riddle winning the Rumble and then setting up uh, potentially Randy versus um, Riddle at WrestleMania. People would have loved to have seen that. And you would have still had uh, Reigns versus Lesnar booked as a result of all that. I mean, so I was I thinking about all that myself, but and Riddle maybe. Riddle maybe. But I think this comes to a broader problem with the Men's Royal Rumble and just the WWE on the whole. Is that they lack star power, and 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 it's a it's a crazy thing to say that about a company with such a huge roster, but they lack star power. Certainly in the men's Royal Rumble, you Do didn't you know feel what? it as much in the women's. It, the, it's a valid point. You see the amount of tag teams that were brought in. I mean, days gone by, they wouldn't have to have done that. You know, you had no. uh, the Street Profits coming down. You had um, Rude and uh, Ziggler coming down, and it. You know, you, you wouldn't have to do the tag team thing in days gone by. I, I think it does. I think with all the releases, it just goes to show they're a bit light on star power. It's, they, they've got the they've got the talent there to be stars, but they just don't, because they don't push anybody anymore, they don't properly push anybody anymore, you, you, you end up with a situation where you go, well, if Lesnar doesn't want it, like who's going to want it? Like you say, Riddle maybe would have been interesting, but you, you wouldn't have took it seriously. It would have been interesting to see, and you would have went, oh, cool, Riddle at WrestleMania will probably be against Orton and stuff for the title, and that'll be a good match. And then you think to yourself, but he'll drop the belt like a month later, 
you don't think for a second that it's going to be the dawn of a new era. And that's what Royal Rumble used to be. Royal Rumble used to be a person went, but it wasn't just about getting a championship match. It was about this is the this is the next guy. Like this is the guy. This is going to be the guy. And the, the trouble is at the minute, who's going to be the guy? Like exactly who is going to be the guy? To such an extent where you know I, I'm thinking to myself when Johnny Knoxville goes in, I think you might I think to myself, you might as well let Johnny Knoxville win it. Like, I mean, I was surpri- I was surprised at how short he lasted in it. I thought there was they could have done a lot more in Knoxville, but I, 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 will but I say, think they're building towards Knoxville. I think he's going to be at WrestleMille. Yeah, did I, really see, I don't did. know if you've seen that the interaction. Yeah. Sami Zayn turned up at the the premiere of of Jackass, and there was a bit of back and forth between them. Sami Zayn's so fucking good. Can I just say this right now? He's brilliant. Whatever he's shit really he gets handed, he's just brilliant, and he he sells it so well, and he works his ass off to it. So I mean, I'm all in for uh, Knoxville versus mm-hmm. Sami Zayn at WrestleMania if it happens I think it'll be he'll he'll make it an absolute spectacle totally and you know and I'm and I'm happy to watch Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania as well you know what I mean this yeah. is the thing I'm happy to watch that but the, there was there was multiple ways they could have got to it um, but but just that Men's Royal Rumble match you just felt it was like that the counter was ticking down and people were coming out and you're just like oh my god and even you know it got it was it got to such an extent that you were happy to see Rey Mysterio and I don't mean that in a negative way I just mean, like, in, in previous years, you'd maybe be like, oh, well, Rey Mysterio, you know, always nice to see him. He's always, always good value and all that. But, like, he felt so much Mary a kind of star and attraction in that match because there was so much shite coming out yeah. around him, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's a real sign of the times when somebody who's been around as long as that uh, and who, who has never been, I would say, like, a-list in WWE, you know what I mean? As as much merch as he shifts and as much as the Waynes love him and all that and the fact he's had championships, but he was like, by far, like, you know, one of the biggest stars in that Royal Rumble match. You know, just guys like Ziggler coming out and all that and fucking Bobby Roode and you're just like, this is desperate, desperate stuff. You know what I mean? What do you make about Shane McMahon coming back, Rob? Well, obviously the news that's just broke the day, well, apparently the rumour, is that he's been let go by WWE. Mental, 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 mental. I don't understand this at all. You bring him back in the Rumble and then we're hearing news today that he's been released. Now, apparently, and I... I How can Shane McMahon be released? I don't know. Because, do you know what I mean? Because I never... How do you release somebody... In my mind, Shane McMahon is no, like, somebody who's on a contract that you release. In my mind, Shane McMahon is like... You know what I mean? He's fucking dad's company. It's like he's a guy who's just part of the. So what does that mean? I don't even know. I don't know if there's truth in it, but it seems to be what people are saying. Yeah. And obviously they were saying there was he had heat for, um, you know, getting involved in the booking. And listen, I don't. This it's that thing again. It's the lack of star power. For all we know, Shane McMahon might have looked at what was going on in the Royal Rumble and being like, "Fucking, I'll go in because because there's fucking who, who's there that's going yeah. to." Who's there that can that can have a match at a WrestleMania? Or you know, what I mean, Shane McMahon can always, as much as people criticise him, he can always have a match at a WrestleMania. And and nine times out of ten, actually, his matches at WrestleMania have been entertaining. You know, what I mean, nine times out of ten, Shane McMahon has been entertaining in his big matches. And you can't say the same for fucking Dolph Ziggler, and you can't say the same for you know for a lot of these guys, even. And it just pisses you off because even like moments were flung away. Like, why was Nakamura up? Um, before the fucking big man came in, before Rick Boogs came in. Why would that happen? Why would, after a year of seeing Nakamura and Rick Boogs work together and their whole thing, why would they no be in the ring together at the same yeah. time? 
Very, I mean, Makimura was another surprise. He didn't last longer than he did. And then you had the Drew comeback. And again, apparently due to timings, you had to go home really quick. But surely they make more of the, the Brock-Drew thing um, at the end there. Cause it just went really, it was just like over really, really quickly. There was at any point in that Men's Royal Rumble, there was, there was multiple points where I thought to myself, you could make a booking decision here and it would be brilliant. Or you yeah. could make a booking decision here and it would be brilliant. It would have been fucking unbelievable if Drew had booted Brock Lesnar out again. Yeah. It would have been it would have blown the fucking roof off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know why they don't go for these moments, even if Drew is not on your plans, even if ultimately you don't want Drew headlining WrestleMania, even if you still, like you say, John, want to have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you could have gave Drew that moment of him fucking winning the rumble again and 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 putting Lesnar out and Lesnar being like, fucking, what is the deal with this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't. So at any moment they could have went, let's go a different direction. Let's do this. Let's call an audible and fucking. But they just, it's the predict. It's again, it's just there's a rot has set in at that company. There really is a rot has set in, and I don't know what, I don't know what explains it. And and I think what what it's no something that's happened recently. I think it's a long term rot that has been caused. And I think the main, the fundamental cause of the rot at WWE is their booking philosophy where nobody is allowed to be bigger than the company. They don't want they don't want anybody who is such a star at WWE now that if they decided to go across the road, it would be a problem for them. You know what I mean? I think that's their whole philosophy now. Their whole philosophy is we do have rivals out there. We have, you know, there's another company out there that's reasonably hot. We don't want any situation again to happen where what happened with WCW could happen to us again. And the, and the way we do that is that we ensure we ensure that none of your guys are powerful enough to, to turn the tide by leaving. I genuinely think that's what it is. Yeah. What if Shane McMahon pops up in AEW? That would be fucking amazing. That would be unbelievably good. I would love it. Anyway, let's see what the punters are saying. Cav wants to put over Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Finish was a bit disappointing, but keeps them both looking strong. I, and again, I just want to double up on that. Seth Rollins is fucking cracking. See what see what, see when he see when he's feeling up up for it in a big match. Seth Rollins is a fucking dream to watch wrestle. I think. Uh, Cav wants to also put over Mickey James at the Women's Royal Rumble. She was brilliant and bury the Men's Royal Rumble, particularly Shane McMahon booking it and being in it. Willie wants to bury the Men's Rumble, the worst one he's ever seen, and wants to put over Rab's accent. It should be a different one every week. This week I'm doing. Uh, Helen's accent. Rico wants to put over. Uh, wait, he says he never knew he wanted to see Drew versus Kevin Owens until they faced off in the Rumble. And he wants to bury the men's Rumble. The finish was disappointing. Even without all the Forbidden Door hype, the final few entrants were baffling. I thought about what Rav's reaction to Bad Bunny dishing out a Canadian destroyer to Riddle might be like. Uh... Well, here's the thing. When, when Bad Bunny wrestled before, I was kind of like, who's wanting to fucking watch this guy? I was actually even fucking pleased to see him. <laughs> That's how bad the fucking men's Royal Rumble was. I was like, well, at least they've got a guy in here who's who's fucking into it. You know what I mean? He's up yeah. for it. He's into it. He came in, had some energy, and, and yeah, I was fucking glad to see him. Uh, Sammy wants to bury Rab's accent. Episode was intolerable. Cheers, mate. Put over Mickey James. Chris wants to bury the men's Royal Rumble. I got the bug on Saturday night and decided to sign back up for the network because he's thinking to himself, it's a rumble. It's going to be a nice surprise. Absolutely fuck all. Shower a shite. Was hoping for somebody to get a good push. Even Drew winning it again would have sufficed, but instead we get that big onion brock. Waste of a tenner. 
I mean, I know what you want somebody to say about your pay-per-view. Waste Another Barry uh, for Light Suit Match in AEW with Adam Cole and Orange Cast. A great match, but I'm not understanding the concept. Why is it called a Light Suit Match? The lights were on. I could see everything. Uh, Jakey wants to put over the FCW show in Perth this past Friday. Fun night. Cheap Jaeger bombs. And wants to bury negative wrestling fans. Chris wants to bury Booker T. Spoiling the men's rumble during the pre-show. When asked his pick, he said, He's been on odds check on the two betting faves of Brock Lesnar and Big E, so I think it'll be one of those. <laughs> and Paul wants to put over Danhausen, finally all elite. Rumble match is one of the greatest. How what do you think of Danhausen, by the way, John? Oh, I said I loved that. I loved how they did that. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I'm not like I'm not my, I don't really know much about Danhausen. I hold my hand up, but I've, I've after watching that and I've went back and seen the stuff and just looking at his is what the the kind of gimmick and the concept behind it it sounds fucking mental and I'm all in for that and the way he kind of appeared when he goes to drag out and he just got dragged out and he was just like whoa what's going on it was brilliant I thought it was really good really looking forward to see because I think AEW we've talked about it on the podcast needs a bit of that needs a bit of the com- gimmick needs a bit of the comedy so hopefully what do you, what do you think I think of Dan Housen I think you like him I think you like it I think you like him because it's a bit fucked up and it's a bit creative. Aye, I think he's great. Yeah. Um, I really like Dan Housen and you know, and I really love and what I don't want and I've noticed we flashes it recently of Orange Cassidy being a wee bit more serious and a wee bit less you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Flashes like he has to hot because he's special Orange Cassidy, I think. We all know this is the thing, we all know he can fucking wrestle. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. but what but everything else he's got going on is so great and yeah, yeah, it's great. You, you like you say, John, you need that bit of variety, I think, in your wrestling promotion uh, Paul however says that a rumble match is one of the greatest the watch along was a good laugh though uh, teases a potential mania matches Charlotte and Lita squaring off Drew and Owens Sammy and Johnny Knoxville saying they ain't finished yet looking forward to Brock versus Roman at mania uh, yeah we're all looking forward to that aren't we elimination chamber shaping up nicely and wants to bury the Alexa Bliss carry on just bring her back nobody cares and Vera's coming they're still doing this thing aren't they this <laughs> Vera's coming, coming to Roll. since I don't know who it's a rib on. Is it a rib on him? Is it a rib on us? Green Clarinet wants to put over the insane ladder match with Sammy and Cody. Springboard cutter, delayed suplex of the ladder had me screaming fuck off at the screen. It was great, wasn't it? That cutter was fucking incredible. Perfect, Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, people people like to say stuff about Cody, but I've seen more good Cody matches this year than than I've seen a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think Cody. I think Cody's great. I think this could be one of the best heel turns in the history of wrestling. The way it's going, I think this is just. He knows exactly what he's doing, and I think it's it's going to be a beautiful payoff when it happens. Big clarinet also wants to put over the AJ and Johnny Knoxville spot. The only thing he's seen universally praised for the rumble is Johnny Knoxville properly laying them in, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> he certainly was. He was laying them in. I'm thinking Johnny Knoxville's went in there going, I'm going to get hurt, so I might as well fucking hurt other people as well. <laughs> um, wants to put over last week's show as well, Green Clarinet. Great GCW coverage for Grado. More Grado watches wrestling segments, please. Yes. And wants to put over the Rab accent and mugging off that poor lad explaining Emmerdale. Um, oh, wait a minute here. I wasn't even mugging that guy off, by the way. I was just, I was invested. You did. I was, I'd made a decision to do the thing. And I just had to go with it. You know what I mean? I certainly wasn't trying to take a piss out of anybody or anything. It was just part of it. It was in broader context. Yeah. Stephen wants to put over the women's rumble. And by the way, I will say um, that guy's, I love that stuff that guy is doing with 
like looking after the legacy of the people who were in our history. Our history, isn't he? Fucking Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, by the way. You know what I mean? As British wrestling fans, that's our history. Like it or no, that's what it was. Stephen wants to put over the Women's Rumble, especially right to censor Ivory's appearance. That was great, but I wish she would have got a wee bit more. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see more. I wanted to see more. Maybe maybe she's just went, right, listen, I'm coming and I'm going straight back out. I can't be fucked. Aye, aye, maybe. Maybe she's just like, I can't bump her in like that. So. Aye, 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 aye. Um, you know, you don't, you don't think about these things, don't you know? It's like you're always thinking just from a fan point of view and you never think about, you always think about the, all the big bad bookers doing this. You never think about the talent maybe going, oh, I'd love to pop in, but I don't want to fucking bump her in or do any moves. Uh, Stephen also liked Roman versus Seth, uh, Imperium versus Diamond Mine for NXT and wants to bury the men's rumble. Uh, Johnny wants to put over last week's episode Outstanding performance for Rab and Grado Talking to him like he was genuinely foreign Was too funny Don't think he even realised he was doing it And he, Johnny's burying nothing Because he's just a sound cunt He says He doesn't even watch wrestling these days He just listens to a show That's what I like to hear Woo! Now this podcast That you're listening to Wrestling Daft it's called Hello I'm Rab uh, Is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy Um as this month we're discussing some of the stigmas that are in mental health. Now we have, when we are um, doing this show, by the way, we've spoken to some people over the years, and this is the thing I love about this show, is we sometimes have people come on it, and I think it's because, you know, we're all wrestling fans, we have a, a, a friendly vibe with each other, we're all kind of, we're all into the same things. There's a community. There's a community in it, and that's why when people have came on this show in the past, there has been some people who have came on and spoken about their, their mental health struggles and, and spoken about you know, some of the dark places they've been to and some of the things they're struggling with at the moment. And I think we're all, all is, have all been through and are going through a, a quite significant uh, moment in our lives with the pandemic. It's, you know, it's it's quite a thing. And and probably we don't even realise yet the, the toll that it's taken on us. Uh, so, so I know there's a lot of people out there who think that therapy's for, you know, people that are. People are needing some help, you know what I mean? But, you know, therapy doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. It means that, you, you know, you recognise that all humans have emotions and we need to learn how to deal with that stuff. We need to talk about it. We need to process it. We need to work through it. It's something I think, particularly in Scotland, um, and particularly with guys, uh, that we all need to kind of work on a bit better. You know what I mean? I think we all need to work on that. And we've also been taught that conversations about mental health shouldn't it be part of normal life that it's something that you know that's something that's after the side or something that we, we we mention only to the um you know to people who are super close to us and all that but that you know obviously that's rang as well we we take care of our bodies when we go to the gym i don't personally i should take care of my body better and go to the gym more often um but you know that's something we get encouraged today you go to the gym you go to the doctor you look out for your nutrition you look out for what you eat um, and we need to focus on our heads, our minds, just as much as that. You know, I think therapy is a great thing. I go, th- I go a day of 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 therapy once um, when I was going through when I was much younger, and I was just going through some anxiety issues, just some anxiety issues I was dealing with. Um, and I remember going to you know the doctor, the GP sent me to talk to a guy. He says, I think it would be good for you just to go and have a wee chat with a guy about your stuff. I think you've got a kind of generalised anxiety situation happening here and it would be good to get on top of it before it. Because I'll go to the doctors right away, by the way. I'm one of these guys that anything anything's happening, I'll go straight to the doctor. And I could just feel I was like, oh, I'm having just 
you know, too many kind of anxious thoughts and stuff like that, too many daft worries and stuff. And I went to see the doctor about it and he sent me to have a chat with a guy. And I thought to myself, how much is this going to help really to go and chat with some stranger for a couple of hours? I actually couldn't believe it. It was a massive help. It was a massive help to me just being able to, you know, without any judgment or anything, just talk and talk. Because when you think about it, there's no many opportunities in life that you get to just talk about yourself for a period of time without interruption, um, you know, without any judgment. Basically, you go to do a podcast or you've got to, <laughs> you've got to go and do some uh, therapy. So let me tell you about BetterHelp, right? BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want it. You know, it can be all audio if you want. It can be however you want it to be. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist that suits you in under 48 hours, right? That's quick. You know, and you, that is quick, because let me tell you something. If you go to your doctor and, and you know, you need help that way, you you will be waiting for a wee bit of time, you know what I mean? But this can get turned around quick for you. So I'm saying to you, why not get a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy? Um, just get a try. If you're feeling like it would be good to talk to somebody, why not try this? You don't even need to tell anybody you're doing it. Why not try it, see what it's like and see if it helps? And I think we're in that point in our lives now where try things to see if they help. Don't turn to the usual things. You know what I mean? Don't turn to the drink. Don't turn to the drugs. Don't turn to the, you know, the, the negative stuff that we know might help us, feel like they help us in the short term, but fucking don't, man. Make all these things worse. Why not try something like this? You know what I mean? What's the harm? This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Wrestling Daft listeners get 10% after first month at betterhelp.com slash wrestling daft. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash wrestling daft. Go and have a talk. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You just made the list! Everybody loves to make lists, and that's why we date in Wrestling Daft every week. This week, patrons chose between ultimate dream matches with no restrictions on company, decades, or death. And that went up against underrated tag teams. And amazingly, it was underrated tag teams that won it with 55% of the vote. Uh, now, I found this one really difficult to make a list of underrated tag teams because tag teams is a tag, tag teams is a weird one, John. Yeah. Tag teams is a weird one because usually good tag teams, they get well rewarded. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't think of great tag teams that haven't really thrived or haven't been given the the due that they deserve. I was I was racking my brains. I was I remember when I was a wee guy. If I was making a list, the Beverly Brothers would go on it because I remember when I was a wee guy. <laughs> when I was a wee guy, the Beverly Brothers. Remember that that finisher they did the spike. The Beverly Brothers. The Beverly spike. Oh or yeah, it was yeah, called. yeah. I remember thinking to myself, man, these guys are these guys are cracking. But nothing really happened for them. No, I mean, nothing really happened for the Beverly Brothers. Um, I put a shout out, and I think they were really underrated because I don't. Did, did they have the belts? They must have. Too cool. 
because Too Cool came around in an era where it was the Dudley boys, it was Edge and Christian, it was the Hardy boys, and they were the three, you know, they took the big spotlight. But Too Cool were brilliant. And I don't think, I think they're quite underrated as a tag team. I don't know. Do you think it was because they were a kind of comedy act a wee bit that they, they didn't really get the credit? Maybe, that they maybe did they ever hold the belts? Too Cool. They must have held, held the belts. They must have held held belts as too cool. Ah, they did. One, they had well, one one tag team run. They had one tag team run. Just checked that out there just now. Um, but I, 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 don't, I think they're really underrated. I thought they, they were like you say, they had great gimmick, just the comedy element of it. No, so I, I'm going to put too cool in the mix. Um. Anyway, number one on my list is is the Miz and Damian Sandow. Yes, Miz Dow. Right, that's my number one. Um, so I'm just going to go straight to my number one because I kind of feel like this is one of these weird nebulous ones that it's it's difficult to. Beverly Brothers would be on my list, but number one is they two because I I feel like they squandered that. They were they were a great they, they, they were a great team together as well. They worked beautifully as a team together as well. But that whole stick they had going on was hilarious. It was brilliant, um, and I feel like they they squandered it. It was another one of the things where it was like I felt like because they didn't completely come up with it themselves. I think creative. And and it was just the Miz and Damien Sandow doing their thing and making it work. Um, that I don't think they knew what to do with, it and I think they squandered it. Let's see what punters are saying. Um, nice to wrestle says London and Kendrick. Good, I'm a good show. Also, I love the bar. Probably my favourite team of the last decade. The bar was good. The bar were good, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the way they got to it with you know the, the kind of best of seven with Sheamus and Cesaro. Beating shite out each other and then decide, ah, oh, we should be a tag team. And but the bar were great. I mean, they but were they underrated though. I don't think they were underrated because they they captured the titles a good Aye. couple of times. I think. And they, you know, prominent positions on cards and stuff like that. I, don't know I think they'll they do a reunion. They'll do a reunion at some point because uh, they're kind of lost in the, the card at the moment. Sheamus and Sal yeah. not got much and nothing to do. Stuart says two dudes, two dudes with attitudes. Gosh, <laughs> says the Lost Conquistadors, whoever they may be. Um, Scott says WWE Goldust and Booker T. They were that was good. Ah, the backstage was, segments are genuinely laugh out loud funny. Apparently, it should never have worked, but they were class. Out with WWE, loved America's Most Wanted. Everyone will talk about the guns and beer money for TNA, but eh, America's Most Wanted were my favorites. David says the world's greatest tag team were very underrated. Um, who are the world's greatest tag team again? Um, John Benjamin, John Benjamin, and oh, aye, that's right. Aye, Ugh, aye. Oh no! I I I thought yeah, I'm with I'm with I thought they were great. I mean I mean Shelton, Shelton should have been main event. I think in my opinion, Shelton should have been a main eventer. See, like obviously he was the go-to guy in ladder matches, but he should have been at a point main event material and and having a run with the belt because he's he's brilliant. He is just fantastic, and he's great on the mic. And something like I remember going. Yeah. Um, WWE house show not, it wasn't long ago at the, the Hydro and you know he did this whole bit of him Shelton Benjamin just like calling out people and everyone came down and battered him he said no that was just a fluke and then that, someone else would come Kevin Owens would come down and batter him and then he said no I, I want another match and then the Street Profits would come down and batter him he was just he was brilliant and I, I think it's, you know it's a shame he didn't get the run that he did. I agree with you there because I remember in my head I remember a, a while ago in my head, I was going, Shelton Benjamin, he's cracking in the ring, but he was rotting on the mic. And then I saw him on the mic and I was like, he's no rotting on the mic. 
So I don't know what happened there, whether it get better or the years are. I don't know what happened. Um, Kev says, teams that probably aren't mentioned as they should be are Money Incorporated. They were good, by the way. The Quebecers, the Beverly Brothers. There's the Beverly Brothers in Yay. high energy. Brian says, locally, Kings of the North, as good as anyone in these islands, underlooked by NXT UK. WWF owning Yoko. Don't get much play for obvious reasons, but loved that reveal at the time. Back when Jim Cornette served the purpose. Owen was great in every tag team with Davey, Jarrett, Coco. Um, so there you go. It's a tricky one, that, by the way, because it's, I think it's, you know, there hasn't been that many real standout tag teams over the years, you know? I mean, people still talk about the Hardy Boys. That's like when you get a big tag team, it really breaks out and really works. People talk about them forever and they, and they can go forever if they want to, you know? I mean, I don't doubt we will see Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy again doing their, doing their business. Now, everybody, there's more content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's where you'll get your bonus episodes, extra content, get involved with our community, and you can get involved in our Discord as well if you're a patron. Uh, chat to us and the rest of the community. The best way to get involved with that, sign up to one of your tiers at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Keeps our show going, keeps us running, keeps us chatting. And uh, we also do have some merch now, but it's a wee bit out of date now, the merch. But go and have a look. It might be something that catches your eye at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. So, John, it's been, a, it's been a brief wee show this week. We've, we've spoken about a wee bit of wrestling. We've actually talked about wrestling this week. This is what you do when Gredo's not here. Gredo's <laughs> no, not here. Discussed wrestling. But talk we, about, you get to talk about the wrestling. This is I what know. people don't understand. See when Gredo's sitting there. And we start talking about the wrestling, he starts making a face like, oh, for fuck's sake, no, the wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we get the stories from Gredo. Um, so he'll be oh, back. He's a, great, he's a great man. He's a great he'll man. Be back, he'll be back next week. Um, and we'll get, a, we'll, get a, we'll get a couple of running ideas. If you've got anyone you would like to see in the running, please get in touch with us. Um, we've had a few suggestions of people getting in touch with us. We'd need to get Rab Thornton, the darts player, on. That needs to happen so we can talk wrestling meets darts. Um, that I want needs to, get to happen. Co- we need to get Mare Woman on as guests on yeah, the show as absolutely. well. I think we, we really need to make an effort this year. I think this is an important thing. This year we need to try and grow our audience a wee bit beyond just, you know, I've seen the guys that come on the, the run-ins and all of that. You know what I mean? They're just like, we need to we need to expand our audience beyond just the guys. You know what I mean? If only had someone had a niece that works in the WWE. Hmm. Well, I don't know who that would be. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know who that would be. But, well, this is the thing. And here's another thing I want to bring up. We always get told, nah, people for WWE won't talk to you. They're on everybody fucking else's podcast. I, exactly. Do you know what? That's it. I'm going to get, get Gradle. Gradle, like, needs to pull the finger out now. We need Matt Hardy on. He keeps promising to get Matt Hardy on. We need to get... Gradle needs to get the finger out now. We're going to get Noam on. We're going to get... We need to get Drew on. I mean, we had him on, sort of, when Gradle went on to interview him. But we need to get Drew on for a good chat, won't we? It's time, but I, I mean, the, 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 I suppose the trouble is that I keep trashing WWE all the time on the well, show. Well, there is that. And yeah. I'm an AEW guy, and I, I wouldn't be able to stop myself if we get a WWE person on it. <laughs> going, you know, fancy going over the road to Tony. <laughs> fancy it. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah, would yeah. Say, I would have to say it, because I'm an AEW guy now, I feel like, you know what I mean? But this is the thing. I might, This is the thing about being an AEW. I, I said this, right? I'm an AEW guy. Now, why was I so pissed off watching the Royal Rumble the other night? You know what I mean? You would think I wouldn't care, but I'm watching the Royal Rumble and, and you watch it and you look at guys like Roman Reigns. You, you look at Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and that show opened up, right? 
and yeah. you saw the size of the crowd and all the bells and whistles and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are in the ring together and Seth coming out shield style and all of that and, and you think you got yourself this is fucking cracking man yeah look at these two fucking amazing guys man these guys are fucking brilliant look at this production it's a fucking amazing spectacular production I mean, that is these the one amazing guys AEW need to if they can get start up in the production like sets and stuff like that I mean I know it's a lot of money but obviously did that beach bash last week and there was a couple of fucking surfboards and that was it you know if that had been WWE and it's well, I guess in its pomp, you know, if they were doing a gimmick event like that, there'd be Aye. fucking sand, there'd be all this going on. But yeah, it needs a wee top the game a wee bit. It's just, it's just frustrating because you you see that WWE have all the pieces that they need to to play the game well. They've got amazing talent, amazing, amazing fucking talent, top to bottom. And I, and I hope it wasn't misconstrued me saying a lack of star power. And the Royal Rumble was was me saying a lack of talent. I'm no I'm not meaning that. You, you can only have the star power if that fucking star power energy gets pushed into you by production. And it's just no it's just no been happening. And it's and it's frustrating when the show starts and you just see the two guys going at it and just going, look, all the pieces are still here to to make something special happen, but they're just the the energy is no there behind the scenes. Or the creativity is no there behind the scenes and and this isn't just internet talk. This is, I think, anybody that has a, uh, anybody that has a modicum of fucking, anybody that has a notion of quality within them, you know what I mean? And I think actually the audiences have got more discern in early years, and I think audiences are better at knowing what quality is. Early years, they fucking know there's something wrong at WWE. They know there's something wrong in the back. You know what I mean? Um, I don't care how much money they make. I don't care how much blood money they take in. Today their shows there is something fucking rotten at the core of that company mm. thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft our listener of the week is the one and only it's me it's me it's P McD for winning that big bet at the bookies yeah that's if it's me it's me it's P McD is really it's me it's me it's P McD and no actually it's me it's me it's VKM you know what I mean <laughs> think about that mate up the road <laughs> up the road trap audio frontier every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer put lifelock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss plus with a US based restoration specialist on your team you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.